Hey there, this is Pamela DeRue Smith, Red Fox. How you doing today? I am so glad that you're here and I'm um, I'm excited to talk to you guys through this. I've had some questions lately um, about how in the world do you know what to eat, when to eat, and what's right for you? Um, there's so many diets and so many diet fads out there. How do you know what works for you? You know, there are some really basic stuff. And so I want to tell you these secrets. I've spent my lifetime discovering them, researching them, testing it out on myself and my six kids and my husband and even my ex-husband. We've been testing it all out for over 20 years, really longer than that. My oldest is almost 29. Sheesh, where does the time go? Anyway, I want to be able to talk to you about that. So I want you to stay tuned right here. We'll be able to talk, share, learn, and grow together. Thanks so much. We're back, Pamela DeVrew Smith, Red Fox. Hey, look, what we want to talk about today are what I get asked on a very regular basis. And after my last podcast, I had some people ask me, some really close clients of mine ask me, um, what I think it would be best if you you just talk about how do you know what diet to go on? How do you know... Well, really, what diet to go on? You know, uh, the question becomes um, not necessarily for clients of mine, although I think when they stop working with me or they stop um, asking those questions or have that accountability to be with me, um, just like myself, we all kind of mess up. We fall off the wagon. We jump off the wagon. We dive headfirst into some ocean blue and we figure out that we can't swim And so um, we fail and we give up and we just go back to our old habits, our old ways of thinking, our old, um, you know, what we've created as a kid that we were brainwashed with and what we were creating as an adult that we just are go-to stuff. So, you know, how do you know? Well, I love to say, I used to write about this a lot in my blog way back when, um, from God's hand to my mouth, I I just kind of look at what God's created, not what man's created, not what we created, what God created. What grows from the ground and from trees and from um, um, what did God just originally intend of, from us to eat? Uh, so, you know, way back when the Bible says God killed the fatted calf right? That was the sacrifice. And that's what was given to the priests, believe it or not, the fetid calf. And so when we're out there swimming in that wild ocean of all these fads and all this information, and even our doctors, you know, we think we we're supposed to trust them because they're wearing a white coat. I got news for you. Um, I have talked to so many doctors who they don't take any nutrition, really. I think those times are changing, but a lot of us go to doctors, myself included. He's really pretty good, but 
he could be better, I think, when it comes to nutrition. And he is self-proclaimed with that. He's like, you want nutrition, you should probably read some books and go to a nutritionist. I'm going to give you some ideas. Eat your fruits and vegetables and your whole grains and, um, you know, go to your food groups. Well, I'm 50. And the food groups have changed a couple of times since I was a kid. So which one's right? Uh, so I get it when being asked, and I've asked, um, what the heck am I supposed to eat? You know, is fruit good for me? Is fruit not good for me? Is is fat bad for me? Is fat good for me? What the heck? And it's been a long, long journey for me to be able to figure a lot of this stuff out, to see what works and what doesn't. Here are some absolute basics. Here's some absolute basics. Everybody knows. I mean, you already know some of these basics. You're supposed to go eat some vegetables. Blah. I don't like the color green, Pamela. Well, vegetables have so much super packed nutrition. We're supposed to be eating those things. And sometimes I think it just takes getting out of our own way to eat some vegetables. So one of my favorite things to go cook for people that my husband, Jim, cooked for me when we got married. I said, I hate, hate with a passion, capital H-A-T-E, hate Brussels sprouts. And for some of you that are listening, you might be laughing going, me too. I hate Brussels sprouts. Ooh, those are disgusting. They've got this bitter taste. They're just gross. Well, I'm here to let you know that they're not so bad. My husband looked at me and he said, man, you're sheltered. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? And he said, you're just sheltered in what you eat. Jim comes from a line of, uh, well, his mother was a chef. And so he had one of his favorite things to do was to sit in the kitchen and watch him. He was never allowed to be in the kitchen to cook. To whereas my mom said, come on in, let's make a mess together and taste everything as we go. That was more for baking than for cooking. My mother hated to cook and uh, her cooking showed it. <laughs> no wonder I was a skinny kid. And so um, he came into our marriage equipped with all of these awesome recipes. And Jim is just completely creative. So he can kind of throw all this together. I don't know if you guys are like me or like Jim. Can you throw it all together and you just smell it or you just taste it a little bit and you go, oh, it needs this, this, and this. You start throwing more stuff in. I, when it came to cooking at the time, I could not do that. I knew how to do a roast. I do not, I knew how to do um, mashed potatoes. Man, I make a mean mashed potato, um, which I don't even eat anymore. Um, I could do... Um, French toast. Um, I could make ice cream from scratch. So that was pretty cool. And then um, just bland stuff, burgers, hot dogs, you know, the typical American diet. That's what I cooked. I had a lot of kids. I was on a serious budget and I always threw veggies in there. So frozen peas, broccoli. I always love broccoli. I love steamed broccoli. I can't stand canned foods. So like mushy vegetables. Ugh, anybody with me on that one? Oh my God. I hate, hate, hate mushy vegetables. If you're going to cook a veggie, please don't kill it. Just steam it. 
eat it either raw or kind of lightly steamed with some good butter and salt on it, maybe even some kind of sauce or some cheese. That's awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, I couldn't cook. I was more like my mother. I was better than my mom. I'm the only girl in my family. So I was the one who always did the cooking back in the day. Ladies, I know some of you can relate with this and some of you can't. Some of you are just too dang young to understand that when a 50-year-old or older of us, more mature, I'll say, when we were young, it was the girl's job to cook and the boy's job to mow the lawn. Now, before you get too all up in arms and the hair on the back of your neck starts standing up, I actually fought that even back in the day. And my mother was always yelling at me because I was dirty or I mowed the lawn or I took the lawnmower from my brothers or I was chopping wood or carrying wood. I was always a filthy mess. So total, total tomboy in heels. My brothers never minded because they didn't want to do all that work, but then they didn't want to cook either. So, you know, I ended up doing both. And because my mom couldn't cook very well, I ended up doing cooking from a very young age, which I didn't mind, but I didn't necessarily expand. No one was really teaching me how to cook. I was just throwing stuff together and my dad and brothers were happy to eat it. It really did. You could put anything in front of them to be happy to eat it. It's still true today. So veggies, Jim comes into the marriage and says, oh, you don't like Brussels sprouts. What is wrong with you? Of course you, ah. Get out of the kitchen. Let me cook. Jim was all about cooking. And so he made some Brussels sprouts for the kids and I that, huh, I kid you not, I gorged myself on those Brussels sprouts to the point where I didn't really eat much of anything else. Those were so good. And I was so full by the time I was done, I just rolled into the living room and watched some TV. <laughs> He made these Brussels sprouts, and one of the first things I make when I'm actually cooking for a client are Brussels sprouts, because normally someone says they don't like them, and so I love to cook them and let them watch me cook them so they know how to do it themselves and let them try it, and they go, wait, this is a Brussels sprout? Yep, that's a Brussels sprout. Still hate it? Nope, I don't hate it anymore. In fact, I kind of like it. Don't tell anybody I said that. I like the color green now. So the Brussels sprouts, you can't kill them. You got to saute them. You can't, be, you can't be cooking them into mush. You know, I prefer to cut mine in a half. They're a little easier to eat that way because I saute up little small bacon bits or some prosciutto. And then some um, finely diced onion and some garlic. I saute all that up and some little olive oil. really don't need olive oil. The bacon grease is enough. So I cook that bacon grease down. I saute that up till it's almost done. And then I throw the Brussels sprouts all cleaned and cut in half into the pan. Coat it really good with, the, with that bacon grease. Just I, ideally I do it in a... Um, Dave Astry would die if he heard me say this because he does not like uh, cast iron anything. I like me a good cast iron skillet. I don't know. Maybe Dave will convince me not to cook with that. Um, so I cook with a cast iron skillet. And then I so I kind of lightly steam them, stick them in the oven just for a little bit, or I can finish them off on the stove. Either way, 
but you can't put them in there for very long. You just got to get it to where they're lightly steamed. You can barely stick a fork through it. Then you pull it off and you make sure all that onion and garlic and, and, and bacon is all mixed up with the Brussels sprouts. Put them in a nice dish, put a little bit of sprinkle, a little Parmesan over top of it. And then a little bit of, um, oh, what is that sauce? Now I got to think about it. Hold on. I have some right here, right here in my kitchen. It is a glaze, balsamic glaze. I know there's a tad bit of sugar in balsamic glaze. So maybe you want to forego that. Um, there's not a ton. It's perfect for a low carb or a carb loading day. And yet um, they're not disgusting. Let me tell you, it's delicious. Key, make sure you have some really good Himalayan salt or some Celtic sea salt. Celtic because it's got all of the brine mixed in with it. It's got all the minerals that you just don't find in regular salt. So delish. I'm telling you. So far, 100% of my clients that I've done that for or that I've given that recipe for, 100%. They've all, the ones that have said they hated Brussels sprouts, have turned to love them. Another trick. I take broccoli, lightly, lightly, lightly steam them or saute it. Yeah, I saute stuff. And that means I just have a little bit of water, um, a little bit of some olive oil or avocado oil, MCT oils, um, toss the broccoli in that and just flip that around a little bit while it's getting heated just ever so slightly. And then you you melt some cheese. Uh, I do some cheddar. I do white cheddar, some grass-fed stuff. Melt that up with some heavy cream. Mix it all up. Pour it over top of that broccoli and bake it for just not very long. So I can just lightly stick a fork through it. It's delicious. I prefer my broccoli just steamed with some butter and some salt. That's me. I absolutely love. Like, that's another one I can gorge myself on is broccoli. Oh my gosh. So back to the fad part of this. You know, I do teach eating keto. You can do a vegetarian keto. Um, it's important to get uh, the protein. Now, people confuse keto with the Atkins. What's the difference? Just real quick, um, way more veggies in the keto diet and um, a little more like MCTs or coconut or avocados or stuff like that, higher fiber content, uh, which is, makes you feel full quicker, along with that oil makes you feel full quicker, all the fats. And then the meat isn't 60, 70, 80% meat. It's only 20% meat. So really during a meal, you're getting three to, three to four ounces, three to five ounces, depending on uh, the size of you to begin with. So you're not going crazy with the meat. You're just getting a little bit, um, a lot more veggies, lots, lots, lots more veggies. And so, and really a lot more fat. Um, either one is going to put you into ketosis, although they did. I don't recommend the Atkins. I do recommend the keto. So, once you get going with high healthy fats, so healthy fats, no matter what diet you're on, you got to take the vegetable oils, your uh, safflower oils, your Crisco, sorry, replace your Crisco with coconut oil. It's going to do the exact 
same thing. Yes, it will, Southerners. I'm telling you, I have a Southern husband. He cannot tell my baking from before when I use Crisco to butter to now. He can't tell the difference. So what am I going to do? I'm going to throw away the heart attack stuff. I'm going to throw away the inflammation stuff. And I'm going to use whole, healthy, God-given oils from God's hand to my mouth. Okay, so that's a basic. Whether you're low-carb, keto, paleo, doesn't matter. You want to get rid of the crap oils. Those things are causing inflammation in your bodies. Those things are causing um, um, dementia, Alzheimer's, um, calcification going on within your body. I mean, you need to get rid of this stuff. So uh, asthma, um, what are some of the things people are struggling with? Um, um, lupus, um, muscular MS, uh, cirrhosis, uh, dystrophy, all this stuff. Um, my dad had a muscle disease. I, he actually died from it. Uh, it was awful to watch him wither away and to lose his strength and to lose his ability. His attitude always stayed up. He was, uh, doctors now study my dad's case. Robert DeVrew, his name is in the books when it comes to um, um, when you're learning about the muscles and what works and what doesn't. However, I wish I knew then what I know now about eating keto. Um, I would have been able to help my dad out a tremendous amount when it came to eating and healing his body. Um, if I could turn back time, that's exactly what I would do. Any of you guys have friends and family that um, are sick and on a lot of medication that struggle and you know that if they keep going down this path, they're going to die very young because of it? My dad died at age 68. Um, that would mean I have 18 years left. <laughs> that would mean my brother has uh, less than 10. You know, I don't want that for any of my friends or my family. Um do you wish that you could learn what you need to learn so that so that you could be an example to them, so that you could cook for them, so that you could uh, teach them what it is that you know? Um, I think one of the hardest parts about all of this is that when we have family and friends that um, are close to us and we've, we learn about eating differently and about inflammation, about taking care of our bodies and supplements, that the hardest people that are going to listen to you are family and friends. Um, I guess, you know, even Jesus wasn't accepted in his hometown. So why should it be any different for us? Well, just send them this. Maybe that will help your family and friends. And then you guys do the same thing and I'll send yours to my family. And then we'll, we'll be able to work on our family members <laughs> together. Wouldn't that be great? Anyway, basics. Got to get more veggies, folks. Um, you don't even have to be perfect with the veggies. Just get some more veggies. Now, when it comes to fruits, I'm going to have to tell you, fruits are a lot of sugar. And all of our um, fruits that have been modified. You know, when I grew up, I grew up on a farm. And the apples in the back that we had to go pick and peel and make for applesauce, did not look like the apples now. The apples now, my gosh, are almost as big as my heart. <laughs> I have an apple sitting in front of me, believe it or not. It's a honey crisp. 
Um, I have it because my son, who is a runner, wanted it. He loves these things. Well, yeah, why not? They're a ton of sugar. They're they're a meal in and of themselves. There's literally there is bigger than my fist. They're a whole you know bigger than my fist. They're as big as my heart, and uh, huge, 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 huge. I only have one sitting here, um, and yet it is uh, not the same apple that my grandparents' farm was, or that all of their neighbors' farms had. The fruit now I've been so modified that. Um, a farmer that is an, an older farmer, you go talk to them. They won't, they'll tell you that the fruit that they had on their farms looks nothing like the fruit now because everything's modified, genetically modified organisms. And so GMOs. And I got to tell you, when we start messing with um, seeds and, and genetically modifying food, I got to tell you, I don't, I don't trust it. You know, that's not from God's hand to my mouth. That's from God's hand to a chemical lab to my mouth. And um, when we start messing things around like that, I can't really say that I want to put it in my mouth. Have I in the past? Absolutely. I was raised um, in uh, uh, um, blue-belled America. Like, you know, I, I my parents worked for a living. My dad was a mechanic and... Um, most of the dads around us were uh, hard workers. Um, they they worked physically for a living, and um, you know we we got whatever we could get, and that included government cheese. That's right, we had government cheese growing up. I grew up on um, chemically processed Velveeta cheese, <laughs> but without the name brand, you know. So I. It's no wonder that I was sick a lot as a kid. Those foods did not go with uh, the inflamed body that I already had, and it made it worse. I had asthma. I had all kinds of problems. I was in and out of the hospital all the time. And I'm grateful nowadays because it really did put me on this trajectory of getting it better. More veggies, folks. Throw out the heart attack waiting to happen oils. It's got to be real food oils. So olive oils. One of the best things you can eat is olive oil, avocados, avocado oil, coconut oil, unrefined, unprocessed coconut oil. Here's the trick with the coconut oil. You take that jar. I don't care if it's $25 jar of coconut oil or a $7 jar of coconut oil. I want you to take it and I want you to flip it upside down. If it's nice and clear, buy it. If it says unrefined, okay, organic, unrefined, flip that thing over and look at the bottom. If you if it doesn't have the clear packaging, don't buy it. But flip it over. And if it's clear, if it's nice, pearly white, then then it's good for you. You're good to go. I don't care if it's $7 or $25 or $35. doesn't matter the price. doesn't matter the name brand. I want you to just flip it over. It needs to say organic and unrefined. And then you flip it nice and white. Good to go. Go ahead and buy it. If it's yellowy, that means it's got some mold to it. It's been sitting a long time. It's got some shell pulp in it. Don't want it. Okay. It's, it's not, it's not good coconut oil. Okay. Or it's been sitting on the shelf for a really long time and, um, eating yucky. So don't, don't get that kind. So throw away your Crisco, throw away the vegetable oils. And then here's a newsflash. When you look at all of your dressings, sauces, everything that's in the refrigerator or cupboard, most of them will say soybean oil, 
not real, guys. Sorry, got to get rid of it. Soybean oil, vegetable oils, safflower oils, all those things. You got you to gotta throw all that away. Um, those are heart attacks waiting to happen. So unless you want a heart attack, if you want a heart attack, keep going. If you want diabetes, keep going. Uh, keep eating that crap. Otherwise, for those of us who don't want those things, get rid of it. One of the best, um, um, when it comes to processed type stuff like mayonnaise and uh, salad dressings and, and meat marinades, um, Primal Kitchen. You're going to pay a little bit more. You don't need quite as much. And um, Primal Kitchen is the name. It does not have sugars. It does not have crap oils. It's got the good stuff. Real food. God's hand in my mouth. So that's what we gotta we gotta learn. The other thing is you, all your refined stuff, your your white flours, your wheat flours, your ref, processed flours. Bye bye. Um, those things give inflammation. Those those things um, turn to sugar in your bloodstream. So it's a basic. <laughs> we don't need five million carbs. Um, do we need to be keto? Not necessarily, although I like it that my body can go keto, not keto. I can utilize glucose or ketones, doesn't matter. I've trained my body to do that. And when you go keto for a little while, you can train your body to do that too. Um, so when you have a cheat day, it doesn't hurt you quite so much uh, or a cheat meal. Um, so we want to we wanna get rid of a lot of those white refined things. So those white flours, those wheat flours, the, the, um, those high, high carb stuff that turned to sugar in your bloodstream. Um, so that's a basic. And then you want to get rid of sugar. <laughs> so here's a list of sugars, which is most on there. Um, agave, molasses, brown sugar, white sugar, cane sugar, um, did I say agave already? Agave sugar, organic agave sugar, organic cane sugar, turbinado sugar. Those are all still sugars. <laughs> Why do we want to get rid of those? I mean, honestly, they're like cocaine for your bloodstream. Why do we want to get rid of them? We want to get rid of them because they cause uh, inflammation. So look, we'll talk about those things and how we can help our family members in the next session. We want to be able to just uh, break this up just a little bit for you and uh, let you know that we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Okay, welcome back. Pamela here, Red Fox. We are talking about basic, basic stuff when it comes to eating. Not a diet, not a diet, a way of life. Um, Dr. Uh, Berg talks about having seven to 10 cups of veggies a day. I know that you and I are not doing that. Okay, so we have got to work on eating more veggies. We just finished that. So get your veggies in. Get your groove on with your veggies. Um, it's so funny. The um, Mark Sisson, uh, Primal Kitchen, Mark Sisson uh, in his cookbook, which I love his cookbooks, by the way, um, he's got all kinds of recipes for what he calls a big-ass salad. Big-ass salad. Why does he have one of those salads? He has one every single day, apparently. 
Uh, it's a way to get his veggies in. I have found that if I chop it like chopped salad, which has become uh, pretty much of a little graze going on, when I chop it up, I can eat more. I eat more. It fits in my bowl and I can eat it. I don't know. It's a visual thing. I get more cups of veggies in that way. And so I chop it up, I eat it up, and then, you know, usually I'm stuffed after lunch um, because of my salads. So get more veggies in, get rid of the uh, all your processed, refined, unnatural oils. Why? They cause a ton of inflammation in your body, and they are heart attacks waiting to happen. They are dementia, uh, epilepsy, They're, I mean... Oh my goodness, Alzheimer's, all kinds of issues with that stuff. So let's get rid of that. Asthma, that's what I deal with. Um, we've got to get rid of it. And then um, your flowers, all your white stuff, we got to get rid of that too. So when we do that, kind of what's left? Oh, also sugar. So that's where we're at. We want to get rid of sugars. Sugar is like cocaine in your system. If you ever doubt that, you go one day, two days, or one week without any sugar in any fruit, no fruit. Let go of sugar for one week to see what your body does. I guarantee you within 24 hours, you'll be clawing either yourself, your own eyes out or someone else's. You want to talk about getting hangry and mean and you are, you act just like I acted. I remember doing it when I, you act just like someone going off of a serious, serious drug. Um, it is cocaine, a really heroin right? That's the new one. Heroin in your blood. It is disgusting. There ought to be a seven-day detox for it because you sure can't be around people when you're going off sugar. Whew. So uh, I highly recommend that you go off sugar. If you got to choose the very first thing you want to do, let go of sugar. Sugar, honestly, to me was probably, and I am a sugar, I was a sugaraholic. It's probably one of the easiest things to do once I found out how to replace it. Um, I did have to let go of it for about a month. I literally just didn't put any sweetener in my coffee. I didn't put sweeteners in anything. I didn't eat desserts. I didn't, no sugar. Because when I did come back to it, then I just didn't need as much. My, when I did want something sweet, I didn't need as much of the sweet. I could have just a couple of bites and I was good to go. It was fine. I didn't have to worry about, ooh, gimme, 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 right? Um, sugar's in everything. I'm telling you, they put it in, they lace our foods with sugar so that we can become addicted to buying that product even more. Don't Believe me, these big billion dollar companies, they know what they're doing. They've done serious, serious studies on us in order to create the right food and the right chemical equation so that we're addicted to their food. Make no mistake about it. And if we let go of those foods, if we start shopping differently, they're going to do one of two things, which I've already been seeing this happen. They're going to start fighting that way of eating. Uh, paleo, keto, uh, low carb, those ways of eating have been attacked over the last seven, eight years because they've gained so much momentum. People are getting wise to what's happening within pretend food and how we're addicted to it and how these companies are making billions and billions of dollars off of us being sick and uh, hospitalized and having all these diseases and yet still stuffing our faces with this crap. So we, we've just got to get rid of it. And then the second thing that will happen is they'll start giving us what we want. They will change the way that they do stuff. Why? 
they still want to make money. Believe me, <laughs> everybody that's got stock in these places, they still want to make money. So the board members will change the way it happens. They'll change the way they do business. And you'll see it. Everything's got keto or low-carb labels all over it. It's just crazy. So um, the natural sugars that you can have that – Bobby, no, no, my dog. My dog, Bobby, is all into the keto pie crust that I'm making. <laughs> So, um, the, the sugars that does, that don't spike your insulin, that don't cause us to store fat, that don't, uh, cause inflammation in our bodies are urethritol, uh, inulin, it's really a fiber, but it's, um, put in things, chicory root, it's kind of sweet. And then, um, um, Stevia. Stevia is one of the best things you could eat. But I didn't take too well to it until I went off of sugar for a little while and came back to something sweet. Then I didn't mind any of these things. Um, I don't recommend, although you do your journey the way you do your journey, but I don't recommend going from serious sweetness all the way over to um, swerve or, or urethritol because um, it, it causes issues. You can get, um, if you want to go to one-to-one -one ratio of what you used to eat and just replace it all with, with swerve, you're going to get diarrhea. You're going to get an upset stomach. You're going to have problems. And so you want to let go. Detox yourself from the sugar. Like get it out of your house. Throw it away. Bring it. Don't give it to your in-laws. Don't give it to your... Don't give it to someone else. Then you're just making them sick. <laughs> Get rid of it. Throw it away. Jim and I go into people's houses and we, we have to bag it up and take it and go, go take it to a dump somewhere because people will go back in their trash and go get it. Oh man, it's crazy. It's crazy what I've seen people do. I've gone back there and they're, they, I find, I just cleaned out all of their pantry and their fridge and their freezer and I go back Two, three days later, and I find something that I've already thrown away. Now, those of you that are my clients, you're probably laughing right now because you know who you are. <laughs> and then we laugh about it, and then I rip it open, and I throw it all over the ground so that they can't go lick it up. They wouldn't be caught dead in their front yard licking the driveway so or their grass. So, I, you know, we make a mess. We do whatever we need to do. At this point, I just take things with me so that they cannot um, give it away to someone else to make them sick or that they eat it themselves and then blame me that they haven't lost any weight. Hello? So um, replace that sugar with Swerve. You can do frosting with Swerve. Now, I like to cut my powdered sugar frosting with Stevia so that I don't have an upset stomach. Um, stevia does not give you the upset stomach. It just has a little bit of aftertaste. So you really got to balance the two out. But what's really cool at this point, like I said, the big, the big companies will change the way they do business. They have come out now with urethritol and stevia mixtures to where it's a one-to-one -one ratio with sugar. It does not upset your stomach and it does not have the bitter aftertaste. It is delicious. They've, I just made... 
Oh gosh, you guys, I'll put it on my on the um, Facebook, and I'll send it out in the emails. If you're not on my email list, oh my goodness, come get on my email list. Uh, click our links, and you can um, sign up for free. You get my emails all you know a few times a week, and you have recipes all the time. I am in the middle of making um, a pecan pie that is a hundred percent keto. I didn't believe it either. I'm telling you. I, Jim and my son Walker loves pecan pie. He, it, well, my son and one of my daughters, they just love pecan pie. Crazy, crazy, crazy for it. Well, it's pure sugar. <laughs> it's crazy how much sugar is in that. Carol syrup and brown sugar and all this, I eat all this stuff. So, um, I found a recipe from, I think it's called Wholesome Yum. And I made a caramel sauce. Oh my gosh, you guys, I was a huge skeptic. So I've made it super early. Thanksgiving is a week away. Our Thanksgiving is a couple days away. And by the time you get this, my Thanksgiving will be over. But I had to make it early because I didn't believe that it was going to taste good. I was really crazy about it. I thought it was delish. And so my son walks in, Walker, he walks in really blows in here. I stick a spoonful in his mouth of the caramel sauce and he goes, oh my gosh, that is awesome. What is that stuff? I said, well, that's the base for your pecan pie. He goes, sweet. He's so excited. And it's completely keto. So um, I'll have to get, get the carb count and all that kind of stuff. And I'll put it, I'll post it up in the keto tribe and I'll post it into my uh, email list. If so if you're on my email newsletter list, you will get this recipe because it is so good. I mean, I can make a keto cake in my Instapot and drizzle that over that. It is delicious. No one who doesn't eat, if you don't eat keto, you'd never know. You'd never know. It's not a diet. It's just a way of eating. And so I just, little by little, I take something and I replace it. I take something else and I replace it. And then pretty soon... I'm healing my own body. I'll recap these veg these things again. Way more veggies. Lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of veggies. A um, little bit of meat. Not very much. You don't need a ton of meat, uh, but you do need some protein, uh, amino acids and whatnot. There are other ways, vegetarian ways to get it. And, um, you know, that's, it. that's not what this is about. Um, and then... Uh, you got to get rid of the, the bad oils for you. Now, I'm not even talking about a diet. Keto, not keto. Low carb, not low carb. But it is a known fact at this point that Crisco and vegetable oils caused. The, four years ago, it's not public mainstream. Sorry, the companies won't allow it because it, they lose billions when, when we all find this out. But the heart industry... Um, it already knows that you've got to get rid of those oils and replace it with olive oils, uh, coconut oils, um, avocado oils, you know, those kinds of things. You know, it's important that we do this. Diet or no diet, losing weight or don't lose weight. I'm more about the health than the weight, but uh, they do go hand in hand. Uh, if you're at a healthy weight it then and still sick, then it's about us getting... Uh, rid of some things and replacing some things. Sugar, bye, sorry, gotta go, it's cocaine. Would you sit in the middle of church and and, and shoot up co um, heroin? 
Now, I ask you that and you think, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Can't believe you've been talking about that. Pamela. And yet you guys absorb sugar like it's going out of style. And if I look at you and say it's time to get rid of it, you go nuts. How do I know? Because I went nuts years ago. It was crazy. When I washed my, I took sugar away from my family and my kids were clawing at each other, screaming at each other, mad as hornets. And it took about six to seven days. And then I watched my family calm down. No more ADD, no more ADHD, no more mental cognitive issues, no more attitude issues. It was fantastic to live in that house and to be in that house. And then one by one, most of them have gone to sugar once they've left my house and raise them up in the way they should go. And when they are older, they will not depart from it. They're all one by one coming back to, hey, mom, I need to talk to you about eating. <laughs> I got this going on or I got that going on. And I just, I just don't believe I need to have sugar anymore. <laughs> it's amazing. So you young mothers out there, one of the best things you could do is to not give your kids sugar and just replace it with this other stuff. Um, it's perfectly fine. It is a sugar... Uh, stevia is from a, a leaf, a green leaf. And so, you know, if you, if you think a leaf is deadly and poisonous to you, then, you know, I don't know how to help you. It's really good. It's good for you. And um, swerve and urethritol, those, that is a, um, um, a sugar alcohol. And so it is from a monk fruit. It's from a piece of fruit that they process it down and get just this uh, alcohol sweetener. Um, and it does not spike your insulin. So uh, let's start our kids out right, shall we? And if we're 60-something and we're just listening to this, and you're going to fight yourself and your family and your friends, and I guess me, it doesn't bother me any, but uh, on this, don't take my word for it. There is so much research out there. Uh, Dr. Berg, somebody that I follow, go on YouTube and watch some of his stuff. Um, um, Dr. Mercola, Dr. Axe, uh, all kinds of actors, athletes, and actresses, they all have made this switch. Um, your doctor at this point will tell you to get off sugar. <laughs> no, if you have a doctor that tells you to do sugar in moderation, fire his butt and go get a new one. Sorry, all of the research is in. Sugar is a no-no. And it is in everything. So start with just taking your bag of sugar, your molasses, your brown sugar, your powdered sugar. Go look in your pantry. You'd be surprised how much sugar you have. Go get rid of it. Take your fruit. Go get rid of it. Now, you can't have some fruit. Uh, you can have berries. Uh, berries are very, very low carbon. So they don't have as much sugar as a, a, a honey crisp apple. That's sitting right in front of me. Okay, guys, I hope this helps. I am going to um, cut this ep this part of the episode off, and then we'll come back about helping your families. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned. Hey there, Pamela's back. Thanks so much for still joining us and for hanging with us this long. We appreciate you, and we're so grateful that uh, you are here. And be sure to share this with your friends and um, some family. Speaking of family and friends, um, 
I have trouble with my family and friends. I don't know if you guys are like me, but I've discovered how to eat healthier, how to be healthier. And um, I've been a trainer. I've now been certified in all kinds of areas. And yet, (laughs) my family and closest friends look at me like I'm absolutely off my rocker and that I don't know what I'm talking about. I never have known what I'm talking about. I'm just sweet little Pamela who used to wear pigtails. (laughs) I don't know what that is. I just keep telling myself that Jesus was not accepted in his own hometown. So um, what makes me think that I'm going to be accepted? I have had family members basically tell me to go get bent. I have been hurt by that. I've had a really hard time not taking that personally. And at the end of the day, it's really not about me and what I know or who I am or what I used to be. It's really about them and how they don't want to um, make a change in their life. It's about the own programming. You guys remember from the last episode, we are all personally brainwashed. We were brainwashed before the age of seven and then from seven on, we've been brainwashed by our circumstances, our um, personal vantage point or viewpoint on our lives. So changing our own habits or the way that we think takes intentional effort. And it takes surrounding ourselves with um, videos, podcasts, books, magazines that will help change our uh, trajectory with the way that we think of this stuff. And so us coming in, me coming in, all my experience, it doesn't matter. Me coming in and telling a family member, oh my gosh, I can't believe you got all that going on from the doctor. You know what? Here, I, I know how to help you. I'll do it for free. Something I charge somebody $600 a month for, I'll do it for a family member for free. And I get yelled at and told to go get Ben. <laughs> So I want you to understand one of the best things you can do is just is to put implement it into your own life and be a good shining example. And every once in a while, just pass the video along or pass the podcast like this one along. Maybe they'll listen to a more of a professional than they do you. Until they're ready to change, you can't change them. You can only love them. Sometimes you have to love them from a distance. I don't want to be cussed at and told to get bent. (laughs) So I love a little bit more from a little bit further distance than what I had before. Um, You know, I don't want to constantly battle every time I get invited over for dinner. Um, Not that I have to eat their food or that um, I have to be that or that I have to be perfect. Yet I don't want to be mocked every time I go over there too. And so, which I am. <laughs> and so, um, and I don't want to be watched scrutiny. You know, this is a lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. So what does that mean? It means that um, I make choices every day. Sometimes I, I choose to not um, worry about my carb intake or worry about a sugar or a sauce or whatever, or, or dinner out with family or friends or uh, my husband. You know, for the most part though, I want to surround myself with people that, that really want to choose health and longevity in their life. I don't want to, 
uh, at 50, have a bunch of diseases and then live for another 20, 30 years and be hospitalized and on drugs the whole time. I want to be vital the whole time. And so I want to surround myself with people that, that have that same goal. And so how can I help my family and friends? Well, I can be first and foremost, a pretty good, a really good example. And, um, have to explain. I have to explain often. Every time I uh, do get together, I explain this is, sorry, there's nothing to mock here. This isn't um, a diet that I'm on and it's not about perfection or even for me losing weight. That's not what I'm necessarily uh, doing. And yet uh, it is a lifestyle choice for me and it's choices that I make. Um, And I can send information, which I do, Um, Unless they want to block me, which they can, but I can send information and through text messages or whatever. Um, And if they ask me not to do that anymore, well, I don't do it. I just don't do it. Um, I do pray for them. I love them and I ask God to bless them. Um, You know, that's the most that we can do. The most that we can do is uh, put them in God's hands and not just our own. Um. I'm not out saving the world. I'm not out making everyone healthy either. Um, I'm out being, hopefully, my prayer is that I'm a beacon and that I'm a shining example and that um, I can point to others that are shining examples as well. And so do I know everything? No, no, I don't. But um, I know a lot of people who know a lot more than I do and that I'm still learning from and discovering. And, and I would love to think that I have family and friends around me that, um, choose to love me enough to, um, let me be me. (laughs) And, um, when they ask for help that I'm there to do it. And in the meantime, I'm there to ask God to bless them. And really that's the most that we can do. Uh, we can love people where they're at. And that includes going to the hospital and seeing them there when they're sick because they didn't want to give up their sugar. Seriously. Um, it's important to understand this isn't about a diet, a fad diet. Call it keto, low-carb, paleo, vegetarian, whatever. It's not about a name on this. It's about being healthy. And there's so much research out there when it comes to unhealthy oils, unhealthy breads, unhealthy sugars, and how to replace them. All you got to remember is from God's hand to my mouth. That's what I like to do. And so um, I used to be confused in exactly what was from God's hand. A lot of GMO foods, I could not believe when I said, when I found out that when I took a seed from a GMO um, fruit or veggie, I took a seed from that that I planted in the ground. I would not get the same thing back up out of the ground. Now, being raised on a farm, that blew my mind. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, you take a genetically modified organism plant and you have a, a fruit or a veggie that comes from it. You get the seed from that fruit or veggie and you plant that seed. You will not get the same fruit or veggie. Yeah, it's kind of strange. That kind of strange is very strange. It's something out of some science fiction movie. So if that's the case, I'm not sure. See, a long time ago, in 1970s, we were allowed to do stuff to seeds that never had been done before. 
And that's what happened to soy industry, by the way. They all became genetically modified and they started, those seeds attacked other uh, plants that were growing. It was, it's crazy what was happening. And it literally overtook. <laughs> that's why we got to have so much Roundup and all that other stuff. Um, anyway, that's a whole other episode. So I won't get into all that. But let's at least just get healthy from God's hand to my mouth, from God's hand to my mouth. We'll start there. Not a diet. Not a diet. <laughs> it is a way of eating. So every time I go to the grocery store or go out to eat or go with friends, I decide, I choose how I'm going to eat. And, um, you know, I pray for discipline for most people, for myself included, discipline to be able to say, you know what? I'm not going to eat that, but I will eat that. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll, I won't mind uh, if I'm going out and there's a sauce on something, I'm not going to worry about that sauce, but I will not get the dessert. <laughs> there's cake being served because it's somebody's birthday. Woohoo! All right. That's great. No, thank you. I don't want the cake and ice cream, but I am more than happy to have whatever else you got going on. If they, if they hand me a burger, a cheeseburger, well, I just take the bun off and eat the burger. You know, that's my prerogative. It's my choice on how much I want to put in my body and how much I want to heal my body and how much I want to make my body sick. So, and that includes gaining weight and storing fat from uh, my insulin going out of control. All right, guys, I pray blessings upon you and I pray discipline for you and, um, Anything at all that you want to hear about from these episodes, I want you to um, to message me. You can do a voice message. You can message me on Facebook at Pamela DeVrue Smith. You can go on YouTube and message me there at Pamela DeVrue Smith. I will get the messages. I look at those things every day. All right, guys. And if you have not joined my newsletter or my email list or on the Keto Tribe, Red Fox Keto Tribe, in Facebook, then please, oh, please do so. I'd love to have you on board, even if you have, aren't eating keto, but you're just trying to get healthy. All right. Blessings to you. You have a great, wonderful rest of your week. Bye. Well, our time is up and I hope that this helped so much in the nutritional side of the five areas of success. If we're not successful, usually we can pin it down to one of these five areas and getting our nutrition down and getting it down right so that our bodies are fueled, so that we're strong and that we have energy and vitality, not popping pills and worrying about what we're going to eat next. See, my dogs have lots of energy. They just ate. <laughs> anyway, I hope you had a blessed time with me. I enjoyed it. And bring your questions on in all those places I've already mentioned. So, um, Pamela DeVrue Smith. Just in case you don't know how to spell that, that's D-E-V as in Victor, R-O-U. DeVrue. Uh, that's my maiden name. Pamela DeVrue Smith. And I am signing out until next week. Have a blessed time. Bye. Thanks for being here. <laughs>